Welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm Bill Golden. Alongside me, as always, is Kevin McLernan. It's been a while since we've done a Pick and Roll Podcast. Had some computer issues, but we're back better than ever. Uh, it's a perfect time to, to come back to the podcast, Kev. Uh, the NBA playoffs actually tip off this afternoon. Um, but before we get into wrapping up this regular season and looking, looking forward to the playoffs, we're going to take a quick look back at uh, some of our predictions for this season. Yeah, I mean, b- better than ever is a is a kind of a stretch the way uh, we're set up right now, but uh, we're making do. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, looking back at our predictions, uh, I guess we'll start with we'll start with the West, um, and a, a lot of bold picks that we made, and a lot of wrong bold picks that we made. Uh, starting with the Warriors, the under over was sixty six and a half, and we both went over. Nice, yeah. Um, they, they made it by half a game, so I guess we can both uh, take some credit for being right on that one. Definitely going to take some credit for being right on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, our bold predictions were both wrong. I said that they would win more than 73. I think I said 75. And then you said they would average 120 points per game. Uh, yeah, um, by about four points per game. But uh, they did average 115.9, which led the league. Um, I guess that's some consolation, but I was off by by a lot, yeah, we, to say the least. We, we both had them as the number one seed, which they are. Not really a surprise or or anything there. So uh, not much to say about them right now until until we get to those predictions uh, for the playoffs. Spurs, we both had them as the two seed at 58.5, and we both went over again. So both right there also. Yeah, they had a good season, uh, 61 wins. Popovich is in the running for coach of the year. They're just solid every year. Um, but getting to 60 again is huge for them, and getting the two seed uh, won't make them face the Warriors if they get there until the conference finals. So, good yeah. position to be in. Which was your bold prediction that they would lose a seven-game series, I think you said, to the Warriors. Um, so, we'll still have to see about that. Okay, sounds good. And mine was that Powell would be better than LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, which Aldridge really hasn't been that good, but I don't, I don't know if Powell's been better. So, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think that was the best. Um, but it was a pretty bold prediction. I'll give you credit. It was it was bold. Um, move on to the Clippers. Both had them at the three seed. Uh, they fell at the four, and we both went over at fifty three and a half. Uh, they probably would have if uh, Paul stayed healthy. So not a bad prediction, and they just missed it by two and a half games. Um, I said Blake would be traded, which he wasn't, and you said Blake would average 25, 10, and 6. Yeah, uh, Blake averaged 21.6, 8.1, and 4.9, so I was off by a pretty good margin on all three statistics. Blake's really been disappointing for me. I thought he would have a big year, obviously, this year, as I predicted. Um, And the Clippers overall have just been disappointing. They got the four seed this year, and will face the Jazz in the first round, but I'm 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 not impressed by them. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting uh, to watch them. This might be, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last year with all their guys together, um, including Doc as the GM. including possibly Doc, too. Yeah, Uh, but that series starts tonight and probably should be the most competitive uh, in the playoff, in the first round, I would say, especially in the West. Yeah, uh, that's the one that I'm I'm second most interested in in the West. Uh, I think Rockets under is really compelling yeah um we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah it's going to be an interesting series both teams won 51 games so usually that proves to be a close matchup 
Yeah, um, let's just talk about the Jazz. Uh, 49 was done over, and we both laughed at it. Uh, we both went under. Um, I said they would barely make the playoffs, which, I mean, 10 games, barely made it, right? Um, and then you said Gobert would average 12, 12, or 15, 12, and 3. I think the 3 was blocks. Uh, he averaged 14, 12.8. I'm not sure how many blocks he averaged. I'm going to look that up real quick. But I'm really surprised by them. Um, I think you are also, uh, yeah. given the fact that we laughed that they're over-under. And they ended up, I think, two about two games over their over-under. So, uh, you know, Vegas had it right once again, as they usually do. So I guess we should have at least had some deference to that. It looks like Gobert averaged 2.6 blocks per game. So it wasn't terribly off on his statistics this year. Uh, he's a pretty good player, but he's. I would assume that he's pretty much peaked out. I would. I would assume he's going to average about what he averaged this year for the rest of his career now, being being in the league four seasons. Yeah, and you had them as the 11 seed in the West, which was incorrect, and I had them at the eight. Uh, so they both surprised us, finishing fifth with 51 wins. Uh, the next team was the Blazers, um, 45 and a half. We both went over, um, which was incorrect. They went 41 to 41. Uh, I said Noah Vonley would be good, and you had they had to score the second highest points uh, per game. So both wrong. <laughs> yeah, Portland. I guess part of the reason we went over is because they had such a great season last year. Um, they can't play defense. Hard, hard to base. It's hard to base what a team did the year before. Um, to you know, going forward for a season, but go. All right, sorry about that. We had a little bit of an audio hiccup there, but um, as far as the Blazers, you know, they had a great season last year, and I think that's part of the reason why we predicted them to be so great this year. Now they didn't come that far off of their over under number. I wouldn't say they had a disappointing season. It seems about right for the team that they have. Uh, but they're going to have a tough first-round matchup against the Warriors. And by tough, I mean, I don't think they're going to win a game. But I did see uh, that Damian Miller predicted that they would win six games. <laughs> well, uh, it's true, but somebody asked him, are they going to win in six or seven? And he, he answered six with a smile on his face. So it's not like he came out and said they were going to win six games. Um, so, I mean, but you, you have to have that confidence. I mean, for the Blazers, they have to honestly think they're going to win. Yeah, you know, there's no way to uh, win, a, win a series or win a game or anything without having the confidence going in that you're going to be able to do it. Um, but I don't see them making a series close. I, I could see them winning a game. They, they won a game last year in the second round against the Warriors. Uh, if CJ and Damien are, are hot, I mean, they're going to win a game. And, uh, I mean, both those guys have to be hot on the same night, which is the problem, but I could definitely see it happening in a game in Portland. They're not going to win a game in Golden State. Yeah, the Portland crowd um, is a pretty good one at times, so I could see it, but but I'll I'll save, I guess, a little bit of that for later. So moving on to the Rockets, who I had as the 10 seed, and you were much closer having them at the 5 seed. Uh, I said Harden would lead the league in uh, points per game and assists per game. And then you said he would average 30 and 10, which were both very close, just a little bit off. Yeah, 29.1, 8.1, 11.2 for the season. 
Uh, I'll get more into statistics when we talk about the MVP race a little bit later. Can't wait. But the Rockets overall, 55-27, and 27, an excellent season. A lot of credit goes to Mike D'Antoni. That's why he's also in the running for Coach of the Year. And this team, a lot of people think have a possibility of coming out of the West. We can get into that later also. It's, it's a great team. Harden has had a heck of a season. It deserves a lot of credit for the success that they've had. Um, they just they probably need a few more pieces, but they had a they had a really great season. Yeah, I mean, surprised me. Um, obviously, had the ten them and Thunder. Uh, Thunder were forty three and a half uh, predicted. I went under. You went under, but still had them in the playoffs uh, at the seven seed. I had them nine, just missing the playoffs. And I said Russ wouldn't be the closest player to a triple double. And you said he would average a triple-double and uh, be MVP, which, I mean, LeBron and James Harden were pretty close to, to the triple-double also. But uh, Russ was the only one to get there. Yeah, Russ, uh, 31-6, 10.7, 10.4, average triple-double. Again, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the statistics when we get to the MVP race. But what a heck of a season for him in the Thunder. 47-35 to 35 is, is just a tremendous record. They will go up against the Rockets in the first round. Now, although the MVP is not going to be announced, I think until after the season this year, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, Harden stupid. knows that Westbrook is going to win MVP. Um, and, and I think that's good for the series because, you know, Westbrook is, is going to be fired up no matter whether he wins MVP or not. But I think Harden tends to be sleepy at times and a little bit more relaxed. And I think he's going to be angry about the fact that he didn't win MVP this year. And, and I think it'll make for a better series. Yeah, you might get snubbed two years in, or not two years in a row, two out of three years because uh, two years ago Curry got it when Harden had a good pace also. Uh, but like you said, we'll we'll get into that later uh, when Shane joins us. Uh, Grizzlies forty two and a half just got that. They got forty three wins. Uh, we both went over. I said Randolph six man of the year. You said four, they would finish fourth place. Uh, they finished seventh. Uh, kind of really struggled towards the end of the year. It uh, looks like that Chandler Parsons contract is not going to pay off. Oh, man, that's a, that's a light way to put that Chandler Parsons contract. Three and seven in the last ten, I think it's worse, like you said, over a greater stretch than that. They didn't end up at the seventh seed. Uh, but you were, you were correct. Randolph may not win sixth man of the year. He's going to be he's gonna definitely going to get some votes. He had a great season coming off the bench for the first time, maybe in his career or maybe since his rookie season. I don't know. Uh, but this team, like we've been talking about, really just needs to blow up and start over. Um, we might see some of that in the offseason. I'm not sure. But, yeah, the, the Chandler Partisans acquisition has pretty much done nothing for them. Yeah, and that's a big contract. I mean, Conley, obviously, is the highest-paid player in the league. Uh, so that's another yeah. big contract they have. Um, I think Green, Jamichael Green, uh, hits free agency this year. So, who knows, maybe the Brooklyn Nets are going to offer him a big contract just like they did everybody else last year in free agency. Uh, I was actually thinking about that the other day, how they offered Alan, Alan Crabb and Tyler Johnson got huge contracts just because the Nets had so much cap space last year. Tyler Johnson um, is definitely up there for most overrated player in the league. Not most overrated, I'm sorry, overpaid player in the league, for sure. Yeah, up there with John Lohr, who gets, I think he got a four-year, $40 million contract. Uh, from Detroit. Um, Timberwolves, uh, once again, I predicted them to make the playoffs. So did you this year. Uh, I said Wiggins was going to have a great year, finished third team all NBA. Uh, he, he did have a good year scoring, definitely not even close to uh, third team all NBA. And you said Zach Levine, 20 points per game. 
Levine uh, fell just under that 18.9 inch per game. He did have a good season, though. The Timberwolves are nothing short of disappointing. There's no other word for it. Wiggins, Levine, Paul Anthony Towns, there's just no excuses at this point. Tom Thibodeau is the coach there. I, I really don't know what the problem is in Minnesota. I, I can't figure it out. I really thought they would make the playoffs this year. And going forward, I mean, their guys have been in the league a couple years now. I, I just, I mean, maybe you have a solution, but I have no answer for, for, for them right now. I mean, they got to play defense. I mean, <laughs> that, that's that's their problem. Um, I mean, because they didn't get hit, hit by injuries. Um, their, their guys were playing. Uh, Ruby was even playing pretty well, too. Um, and for your stat, uh, for the Timberwolves this year, uh, they had the top two players in minutes played for the season. And An- Andrew Wiggins led the league, and Towns was 17 minutes behind him. Yeah, maybe it's a bench issue as well. But you're, you're um, I mean, they, they only give up 106.7. It's not a great number. Um, it's definitely towards the bottom-ish of the league. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just maybe they could add some pieces behind the starters, but they still should have won more than thirty-one games, in my opinion. Especially on the Thibodeau. I mean, defense shouldn't be the the issue if he's the coach. Yeah, uh, it's just an effort problem with them, I think. And I'm just looking at the minutes leaders for the season, and they they the top guys all make sense. Like you got Russ there, Butler, John Wall, Giannis, and then at eleventh is Trevor Ariza. 11th in the league wow. in total minutes played this year. <laughs> that just, I guess because he played 80 games, but it just seemed very shocking to me. 34.7 minutes per game, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that is very shocking. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think we can agree that the Wolves were definitely the, the most disappointing team this season in either conference. Yeah, I think we agree with that. Uh, moving on to the Mavs. Uh, you had to make it the playoffs. Barnes, 20 points per game. Uh, I went under the 38 and a half and said AJ Hammonds would be second team all rookie, which is not going to happen. Um, Barnes averaged 19.2 points per game. Um, so again, I was a little off there, way off on them making the playoffs. They were pretty bad this year. I don't see their future being um, very bright either. So they got Nerlens. That's their future. I, I guess. Uh, they got to get rid of Dirk at some point. I'm assuming they'll keep him for next year. Um, but it, it should be interesting to see what, what they can try to figure out. Uh, but I don't see them making the playoffs anytime soon. They might be a bottom feeder for the next couple of seasons. Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing much to say about them. They got a decent draft pick because they gave the Sixers a fake first-round pick. So they get to keep that one. Um, don't call it a first-round, man. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans... Uh, 37 games. We both went over. Uh, I had them in the playoffs. You had them as 10th. Um, and we both agreed that Buddy Heald would be the rookie of the year. And this is for the Pelicans, which he's not even a te- uh, member of the team anymore. The Pelicans, I did have them at 10th. I'm still actually kind of disappointed in them, especially since they added Boogie. But it was, it was too late in the season when they added Boogie. They should definitely be a playoff team next year. There's no excuse if they don't make it. Buddy probably, it's going to be interesting. I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year. He did have a good um, second part of the season when he was with the Kings. So I think he'll, he might win Most Improved Player next year, uh, possibly, because I think he'll get a lot of minutes out in Sacramento. But it's a shame because I think both of us are very high on him, and he may just be another wasted talent that rocks in Sacramento. Yeah, and I, I sent you that text the other day with Buddy's stats. Um, since he joined, um 
Sacramento, and I, th- I think it was what fifteen points on forty percent shooting from three. Um, I mean, yeah, it's fifteen points, forty eight percent shooting overall, forty two percent or forty two point eight percent from three in the twenty five games with the Kings. So he he struggled to start the season, but definitely definitely improved with the Kings. Yeah, his future is great. He's going to be uh, a perennial all-star, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if he shoots that percentage from three um, and keeps improving. I mean, some guys are just, I mean, I hate the term late bloomer, but, I mean, he, he developed all four years in college and um, with another rookie, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, possibly the rookie of the year this year, um, is the same kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I, I know you want to talk about the rookie of the year, but we'll get into that with Shane later. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the Nuggets. The Nuggets, 37 wins. Uh, we both went under. Both are wrong. Uh, they they almost made the playoffs. Too bad they traded Yosef Nurkic to their competitor. Um, you said Moutier would lead the team in points and assists per game. Uh, Moutier was benched about three quarters of the season and really hasn't played at all. And I said they would get Blake Griffin. Obviously, you're living out in Colorado. You you go to some Nuggets games. Um, what do you see going forward with him? Because I know I, I think I remember you being pretty high on him, and I I thought he was pretty good. Also, I, what do you think about his future? I mean, is he going to be traded? I mean, what, what is he is he going to be a good player? I mean, what, what do you think? I I still like him. I, I don't think he fits with this team. Um, they they they're building this team around Jokic, which they should. He's he's a great player. Um. And it, it kind of looks like they're leaning towards having Jamal Murray at the point and Gary Harris at the two um, to build that shooting around Jokic, which, I mean, having those three players, Gary Harris is definitely the most underrated player on the Nuggets. Um, people don't really talk about him at all, but I think he shot pretty well uh, overall for the season, especially the second half. What about this Um. I can't believe they gave up a first-round pick. Um, but if they, Plumlee is a, a free agent this year, so if they sign him, they got plenty of cap space. Um, I just don't understand where this team's going to go, to be honest. They got a bunch of good guys like Gallo, Freed, and uh, who's the third one? Will Barton that, that aren't really the future of the team and are still worth uh, a good amount they could get draft picks for. I wouldn't be – would, I wouldn't be too surprised if they uh, made a trade uh, during the draft to move up. Yeah, I think they have a bright future. Um, they should be a playoff team, I would think, next year. I mean, Jokic is is the real deal. Once yeah. once he stopped drinking, uh, I think before he came over to the United States, he was drinking like six liters of soda per day or something crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which he stopped doing that uh, when he came to the U.S., which is definitely a good idea. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, even though I'm not a doctor, that that is wildly unhealthy. <laughs> um, but we can move on from the Nuggets. That, that's enough talking about the Nuggets, a non-playoff team. Uh, we can talk about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Boogie, I said he wasn't going to be traded. Complete opposite. And you said he would be traded. <laughs> so there you go. Finally, Boogie gets out of Sacramento. We'll see if the Pelicans thing um, turns out well for him. This organization is just uh, a dumpster fire. I, I don't see them being good for, for a very long time. It's going to take um, a lot of change out there for them to 
you know, you know, be a good organization. They're one of the worst in sports. They're always mentioned as one of the worst in sports, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Now, what would you say? I mean, because we're both high on Buddy, uh, the trade. What, what would you have given them uh, when they made that trade? What grade would you have given them? Um, can you remind me? Of, do you remember the details of it? So they got Buddy. They got the Pelicans' first round pick. Um, which was top three protected, which the Pelicans finished 10th this year. So they're going to get a, a t- the 10th overall pick, Buddy Heald, um, Tyreek Evans. Um, and that, I think that was it. And all they traded away was Boogie, or did they trade other stuff? Just Boogie. I, I mean, I think, it's a, I think it's a good trade for them. Um, for you get a first-round pick so you can build towards the future. You get Buddy so you can build towards the future. DeMarcus didn't want to be there, and they didn't want him there. And for that to be publicly known and still get that much back, I think it's, it's a pretty good trade. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of rumors that they got better offers. The Lakers were, were refusing to give up Brandon Ingram, which, yeah, go ahead, keep Brandon Ingram. Um, and I, I'm very low on Brandon Ingram right now because he's not gaining any weight. Uh, we'll see when he comes back, but that guy needs to to add some pounds to be able to play small forward slash stretch four in the league. Yeah, for sure. He's he's like a too thick. Well, we'll just move on to the Lakers from there. Uh, even we'll we'll go back to the Suns. They're not very important. Lakers twenty four and a half. We both went under uh, thanks to their little uh, winning streak at the end of the season, which is the most baffling thing about this season. Um, they went over. I said Randall, Julius Randall would be their best player, and you said D'Angelo Russell would be go fifteen five and five. Russell went fifteen point six, three point five, four point eight. So he almost had fifteen and five assists. Um, those are rebounded a half off of five rebounds per game. He's a pretty good player. Um, I don't see him doing too much more than that going forward. This team has some good young pieces, but they, they still need a lot uh, if they're going to be good going forward. And they don't have um, that one promising piece. that Because like, if you look at the Sixers or the, the Wolves, I mean, you see Embiid, even though a lot of health uh, issues, and you see Towns. I mean, they have those players that they are they know are good and they're going to try to build around. Yeah, it's like a franchise player situation. Like Russell's really good and Randall's you know, good. Um, I think they still have Clarkson. He's decent. So they have some guys that are good, but I agree. They don't have a franchise player, and that, that's something that you need. But they, they are we getting their draft pick this year? There's a 53% chance that the Lakers fall out of the top three. Okay. And they lose their pick, which they really don't want to do because if they lose this year's pick to the Sixers, they also have to send their 2019 pick to the Magic, which I believe is from the Dwight Howard trade. Um, that that's how because the Lakers should not the Lakers have not given up their pick in the last three seasons which is remarkable they've managed to be this bad and keep all those picks Um, but they finished third and like I said they have a 53% chance of losing their pick yeah they they, they really do need that pick not not only so they don't lose another pick but also they just they need somebody to be that franchise player I don't know if there's somebody for them in this draft but they probably won't be good in the next couple of years, so maybe one of these years they can finish with the first or second worst record um, and, and try to get a franchise player. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll go back to the Suns. Their under over was 30. Uh, I said over. You said under. Uh, you had them as the worst team in the West, which is correct. Booker would lead them in points per game, uh, which I'm going to assume was correct. Um, and I said Brandon Knight would be traded. And I think they tried everything they could to trade him <laughs> at the deadline, but just couldn't get any takers. Well, Booker did have a, uh, a big-time game. Uh, what was it, 70 points? 70 points, 51 in the second half. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, pretty proud that I had them right as the, the worst team in the West. They are pretty awful. Again, this is another team that has a couple, well, they have Booker, but uh, going forward, I don't know. They're, they're a long way off from being good, I think. I mean, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, the Knicks are that cheap, too. They're, they're just, they're one of the bottom three to five teams in the league as far as going forward. Well, I mean, the, the, luckily for them, they have the, they're slotted at number two right now before the, before the lottery. Um, so they have that going for them. Uh, the bad thing for them is that this, the Sixers or the Lakers pick that the Sixers might get should be the Suns. Um, the Suns traded away that pick for Brandon Knight, uh, which looking back at that trade right now, that the Sixers traded away Michael Carter Williams and got basically probably a top five pick this year, uh, is remarkable. And, uh, Thanks for the Lakers for tanking so bad. Absolutely. Booker did lead the, the Suns in points per game, 22.1 points per game this year. Yeah, and uh, the team plays no defense. Uh, Chris Chris looks pretty good. At, he had his moments. Um, Dragon Bender didn't play at all. But, I mean, th- those aren't two guys that I would bank on being a superstar in the, in the future. No, they're, they're solid players, and that's about it. You're right, they do play no defense. 113.3 points per game oh, given up. It led the league, or was last in the league, depending on your perspective, I guess. It, it, Booker just, I mean, he just doesn't have any interest on I mean, maybe if he's playing for a better team and they're in games, he'll, he'll try a little more on defense. He just had no interest when I saw them play on defense. Yeah, I guess playing on a losing team, I guess sometimes it's probably tough to... Uh, to buy into the defensive end because I guess you figure what's the point. Uh, let's move over to the East. Um, start with the Cavs. Uh, I had them as the one seed. I said Love would be traded, and I went under 56 games. Uh, you also went under. Had them as the two seed. Look at that. And you said Kyrie would have more points per game than LeBron, which was not true. Not true. I'm going to check real close because I think it was decently close. Yeah, it was probably about um, two points maybe, I would assume. Um, yeah, I did have them as the two seed. I, I thought LeBron would sit a lot, which he did. I thought they would rest players a lot, which which happened. Um, and I thought the Celtics were really good and would be gunning for that one spot. It was surprising, though, at the very end to see how nonchalant the Cavs were. Um, I think if they won out, they could have had it in the last two or three games, and they decided to rest guys, I think, in both the last games. So LeBron actually said at one point, I don't care about the number one seed, and people kind of question if that was – it's just what an MVP would say, right? What's that? It's just what an MVP would say, right? Well, let's not uh, <laughs> jump ahead of ourselves here. Um, we're still talking the Cavs, but yeah, um, you know, they. I don't think it matters. I think there's a statistic out there that says LeBron has been the second seed five times and has made the NBA Finals every time. I think this year will be. Well, we'll get to the playoffs later. Yeah, I mean, I remember those years when the Bulls were good and the Pacers had the number one seed. I think the yeah, and the Hawks won 60 games one year. So, um, I mean, when he was with the Cavs the first stint, 
when he was winning 66 and 67 games. Those were he was number one seed, and that was just ridiculous uh, regular seasons. Uh, move on to the Celtics, 52 and a half. We both went over. Um, I think they, they won 53, right? Yeah, 53. Yeah, so they were over. Uh, I said they would steal Nerlens Noel. Uh, it was the Mavs who stole Nerlens Noel. And you said they would have the best record in the East. Oh, man, I nailed it again. It feels <laughs> good because you get most of the predictions wrong, but it really does feel good when you get when you actually get one of them right. Well, you were right about Nerlens getting stolen, though. Um, it, it, terrible trade by the 76ers. I guess we'll talk about that later when we talk about them. But what a season for the Celtics. Um, I don't want to say too much other than Isaiah should not be in the MVP conversation. But this is a good team. Um, they had a great season. But I can't say much else without previewing what we're going to talk about later. So. Uh, Raptors, I had them as the four. You had them as the three. You said they would have the highest scoring backcourt, which I forgot to look that up, whether that was true. If I had to take a guess, I would assume it would be McCollum and uh, Lillard, though. Um, but, I mean, Lowry and DeRozan had a great season. Um, I said they would have, they would start out sluggish because of their long summer, uh, which is not true at all. Uh, they, they, they played well. Lowry got hurt. But still, um, this team, like you said, don't want to get into the preview too early. But uh, this team could be dangerous in the playoffs without a Baco acquisition. Excellent for them. It definitely improved. This is a good team. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to tread lightly here also, just because of uh, of what we're going to do uh, going yeah. forward. Uh, looks like Lowry averaged 22.4. Derosion was at 27.3. Um, Lillard was at 23.7. I'm sorry, 27, and CJ was at 23.7. So, so it just looks beat like just barely the uh, the Raptors. I mean, I'm sorry, the Blazers, McCollum and Lillard was the, probably the highest scoring backcourt in the league. Yeah, I mean, the only other one because I mean, your Wizards prediction was that those two would average 50 points per game combined. Um, I I don't think that was true. Um, but the Wizards, I had them as the 11 seed. Uh, you had them as the fifth. Um, so they finished fourth. I just can't get this team right, man. I, I was high in them last year, and then I just quit on them and gave up um, on them this year, and uh, they couldn't prove me more wrong. Otto Porter had a great year. Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to our reactionary-type predictions, and everybody does this. But you look at the season they had last year, it was so poor, it's hard to see why they would be better this year. And you mentioned before we started the podcast, you know, Coach of the Year candidates and Scott Brooks probably deserves some recognition. I don't think he should be totally in the conversation. Um, John Wall and Bradley Beal, by the way, averaged combined 46.2, so it's a little bit short on yeah, that they, prediction. They both also. averaged 23.1. That's kind of strange. That is very weird. But And Beal was able to stay healthy this year. I mean, they paid him a big contract. Everybody wasn't sure whether he was worth it because um, he wasn't able to stay healthy, but uh, did a good job this year, played 77 games. Yeah, he's a good he's a good compliment to the wall. Um, I think we can go into a little bit uh, with this team because I don't think anyone thinks we're, they're going to go very far. And I don't either. They're missing. They're they're really good though. They're missing one, maybe two pieces. Um, but I see them, you know, winning forty five to fifty games with these two guys as long as they can keep the game. Forward. Yeah, I mean, 
they gave up their first round pick this year uh, to the Nets. Um, so they're not going to add somebody there. Uh, I'm not sure how much cap space they have, but they need some more depth if they want to compete in the playoffs. Uh, their, their first five is pretty good. Uh, Oubre coming off the bench is decent. Um, Bogdanovich they got in that trade, but uh, not much after that. Yeah, I agree. Um, move on to the Pistons, who actually had the fourth highest, tied for the fourth, highest uh, under over in the East at 44.5. We both went under. You said Drummond would shoot 50% from the line. I honestly didn't look that up because who cares? Um, uh, but I know he they shot like three for 17 one game. They set the record for like worst free throw percentage because Drummond was like one for 10. Um, and I said they would Reggie Jackson would uh, lead them to the playoffs after he came back from his injury. Um, they just weren't good all year. Um, Reggie Jackson's contract looks worse and worse every year now too. Drummond's done an impressive 38.6% from the free throw line. Um, it's pretty good. Like, I wish there was a way to, you know, without making this video game or whatever esque, they people should be losing play. I mean, this is like 38.6%. You know, most kids that are in fifth or sixth grade can make more free throws than that. I, I just don't understand how you can shoot less than 65 or 70%, let alone less than half your free throws. It's just mind boggling to me. Yeah, under 70% is pathetic, right? Are you going to follow up with? <laughs> I'll follow it up later when we talk about MVP. Don't worry. Oh, boy. I already know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Pacers. Uh, 44 and a half. I went over. You went over. Teague, eight assists per game. Um, and I said George would win MVP. Um, neither is true. Um, and the yeah. Pacers kind of disappointed to me. I had them finish in third. Um, in the East this year. Where did I have them? You had them at four, so also pretty high on them. Yeah. Um, they weren't close to four. They were close to five. Looks like about a game back. I don't know about the tiebreakers, but the, the four through eight, nine slot in the East is very close. Or five through nine, sorry, is very close. Um, but this team was just average, and I don't see much changing going forward with them. George... Kind of disappointing. I mean, he, he didn't make much noise. Uh, they played Cleveland in the first round. Um, and I, uh, quite frankly, I think that's going to be ugly. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch George against LeBron, at least. I mean, that, I, guess. Cause, I mean, I like when two good players are playing against each other and, and are covering each other. Yeah, I just... I don't <laughs> even think LeBron's going to have to do much in this series, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're clearly outclassed. Um, I expect the Cavs to win pretty easily. Moving on to the Hawks, who finished fifth. Uh, really struggled at times, especially when Paul Millsap got hurt. Um, we both said Dwight was going to have a good year. Uh, you said he was going to lead them in points, blocks, and rebounds. Um, which I'm not sure if that's correct. Uh, look that up right now. But um, overall, Dwight... Played better than he has. I'll put it that way. Millsap led them in points, um, but I'm going to assume he that Howard led them in rebounds and uh, blocks. I'm actually looking into that right now. Yeah, I mean they are what they are, and they are what what they have been. I mean, I, I, I have to look back, but they, they've been in the playoffs every year. I don't think ever higher 
other than that one year they were the one seed, higher than like four or five. Um, that's just where they are. They're just in the middle of the road, make the playoffs, exit in the first or second round team. Um, and they haven't made moves. I mean, getting Dwight Howard, great, but they just they don't have enough firepower um, to, to do any real damage at all. And, you know, maybe they can make their, their first round interesting with the Wizards, but they're just they're just not that good. Dwight did lead them in rebounds, uh, and he did lead them in blocks also. Yep, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm not sure where this team's going to go in the future. Um, Schroeder doesn't really uh, look like they wanted him to look. Um, when they traded away Teague, they thought he was going to make a big jump, and it, it just hasn't happened. Yeah, he should have led the team in scoring at the very least. Uh, only 6.3 assists per game. The numbers just, they're not good enough, plain and simple. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, I'm not really sure what this team so we'll just keep moving on to the Hornets. I went under. You went under 42.5. Uh, another bad season for the Hornets. Um, I said MKG would play well. Not really. He still can't shoot. Um, and I actually, oh no, you said Frank would lead the team in rebounds. I don't know what to do that. <laughs> it's um, not true. I, I, I don't even need to look it up. <laughs> Alright, let's see how bad it was. Um, I mean, there's not much to talk about with them. They don't really have anything to talk about as far as players are concerned for a future. You know, there's a lot of teams in the NBA that are like this that just are stuck in a place and there's no real clear way out of it. They drafted some guys that a lot of guys really that haven't panned out to be great. Um, obviously Kuminski being one of them looks like he averaged, uh, don't think that's right. Four and a half rebounds per game. He wasn't even in the top four on his team. Uh, it looks like he was fifth. Well, that, that's that, that's why game, we call so. them bold predictions, right? They don't have to be right. They're just right. bold. Yeah, I guess so. He was out-rebounded by Cody Zeller. So <laughs> that's, hey, Cody Zeller yeah. is a very good player. I think at very least... Very good? All right, he's good. Um, okay. At least in the in the first part of the season, he had like one of the highest uh, efficiency ratings out of anybody like in the league. Uh, it, it definitely went down as they got worse throughout the year, but with him in the lineup... Uh, they were playing really well. Uh, like you said, they're just kind of stuck. Kemba, Batum, um, guys who kind of reached their ceiling and they're not going to not go on anywhere. Um, move on to the New York Knicks, the mess of a team. Um, what a season for the Knicks, really. Um, do we start with Mello versus Jackson? Do we start with Dolan versus Oakley? I don't, I don't even know where to go here, man. This is an absolute disaster. I would hope that Adam Silver has stepped in in some some way. Um, we know that he is not afraid of meddling, as we've seen with our very own 76ers. Um, I'll say that now so that Shane has been going a 10-minute rant <laughs> once he joins our podcast. But, uh, yeah, this is just, you know, it's it's arguable that this, this team, this organization right now is actually in a worse place than the Kings. Uh, they've gotten to a place now where Christos Porzingis is angry at the way that things are being handled. Phil Jackson needs to go. Um, he, you know, they should have got rid of him a while ago. Not only is he not working out for the team, but it, it's just he doesn't know how to handle anything. This is just not the position for him, and it's just his time has passed. There are certain things that you don't do, and there are certain ways that you handle things now that are just different than they've been handled in the past. 
and time has moved past him. And, you know, I, you know, Carmelo has been a good player. I've never been a huge fan of him. I've been kind of lazy. I think he should average more points. I think he should average more rebounds. I think he should have played more defense in his career. But he does not deserve the type of disrespect he's gotten from Phil Jackson. I don't care how many rings Jackson has. I don't care if he's arguably the best coach of all time. But um, I don't see Melo back with this team next year. I don't know what they're going to do. And then Kristaps, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. They should do everything they can to cater to him to make him happy again. Yeah, I mean, the, I it's one of the only times I felt bad for Knicks fans because uh, I don't like Knicks fans. Um, but that in their last game, they were, they good for them that they like sold out the garden in that last game of the season against the, the Sixers. Um, I was really impressed by that. They showed up and they were chanting, we want mellow at the end of the game, thinking that it, it possibly his last game as a Nick and they refused to put mellow in. Yeah. They don't do anything right at this point. Um, like you mentioned the Dolan Oakley incident, was a disaster. I've been in the headlines a bunch this year, and they haven't been good, so there's no reason for them to be in the headlines, and it, it, they're in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, I, I think this was my best bold prediction um, out of any of them. Uh, I just said nobody cares about the Dicks, and uh, that pretty much sums up their season pretty well. Uh, we'll move on to Definitely. the Bulls, another questionable team at the beginning of the year. Uh, 38 and a half, just like the Knicks. I went under, you went over. Um, I think they just went over, right? They got 40, 40 wins or 41 wins? 41 wins, yeah. 41 wins. Um, I said they would be the worst team uh, in three-point percentage, which they were for, I think, 65 games, and then they, they finally crept over like four or five teams. Um, and you said McBuckets uh, would start by the end of the year, um, and he would be third on the team in points per game. Uh, McBuckets is no longer Chicago Bull. Uh, he was traded to Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so both wrong. Yeah, they, um, they had a decent season. Obviously, they made the playoffs. Dwayne Wade started out pretty hot, and then kind of, you know, he's old and he's a decent player. But it should be interesting to see what they do going forward with this this core with Rondo and and, and Butler and, and Wade. Um, you think Butler's still on this team in two years? What's that? Do you think Butler's still on this team in two years? I think so. Um, if they're smart, they'll keep him around. They don't have much else going on as far as the future's concerned except for him. So they have to do, in my opinion, everything they can to keep him around. By the way, what do you think? I, I mean, I know that the Celtics know they're only one piece away from competing. Um, but not trading for Jimmy Butler or Paul George was the best thing they did at the trade deadline uh, because what those teams were asking for uh, was ridiculous. Um, I heard rumors that I think it was Indiana wanted the, their pick from the Nets, and then they won three of four players out of Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, and Jalen Brown. Yeah, they got a lot of criticism at the, at the trade deadline for not making a move. But I agree. I mean, they ended up with the one seed. We'll get into our playoff predictions later, so I don't want to talk about too much of the, their future. But I agree. They, they would have had to give up way too much. And it, you can't say that they, they made a mistake when they ended up as the one seed in the conference, regardless of how the playoff goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting uh, to watch the Bulls uh, in the playoffs. This obsession with primetime Rondo. Um 
is really interesting. Uh, so we'll see how they play. Uh, the next team was the Magic, um, who are just uh, a huge mess also. Uh, I had them over, and I had them making the playoffs. You had them finishing ninth. Uh, so, we, I mean, we both like them. My prediction was that it actually works. All, all those power forwards they signed and traded for, that it would work. And you said Aaron Gordon would be traded. They traded Serge Ibaka in what is, in my opinion, one of the worst trades I've ever seen. I I still don't understand what they were thinking. Um, this team has some decent pieces. Again, probably no franchise player. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, just, I, I mean, their season was summed up by that whiteboard incident. Um, that oh, they, yeah. when, when they signed a player and they basically had all of their off-season plans uh, on that whiteboard in that picture that they took. Um, so that, that pretty much sums up their season. Hennigan, the GM, was just fired. I will not be surprised at all if uh, Sam Hinkie is hired by the Orlando Magic. Well, he definitely deserves a job. He should have never been fired from the Sixers, but um, it is what it is. I think he'll do a great job no matter where he lands if he ends up uh, becoming a GM again. Um, and then the Bucks, 34.5. I went over, you went under. Um, I had them nine, so I didn't have them make the playoffs. Uh, Michael Beasley, I had averaging 15 points per game. <laughs> Average 9.2, which wasn't awful. Um, and then you had Giannis averaging 28 and 5. Average 28 and 5, 22.9, 8.7, 5.4. The Greek freak. What else can you say? Um, he's, he's a freak. He, he, no, he's seven feet. He's point guard, basically. Um, a lot of people were mentioning if he shoots a little bit better, he could be arguably the best player in the league going forward. This team has some good pieces. I really like what they have, and they might need to add a little bit more. But this is going to be a championship-contending team in, in the near future, I think. Well, Ari was good uh, before he got hurt, and unfortunate for them. I mean, that game where Chris Middleton came back was the same game that Jabari got hurt. Um, so, right. I mean, it, I was impressed by them. Uh, Giannis is just uh, unbelievable. Um, really, I mean, once he develops an outside shot, if he can, I mean, because people are just playing so far off him right now, just daring him to shoot. Um but, I mean, once he, once he can get that, there's really nothing stopping him. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he uh, he's so good already. He's such a well-rounded game, and it's really the biggest flaw that he has. And I just – I really imagine him, you know, if he, if he develops that jumper being the best player in the league, he could be the face of the league going forward. He really could. Yeah, uh, move, moving on to the Heat, 34.5. I said under, you said under. Uh, really, probably the greatest turnaround of any team, definitely this season and maybe of all time. Um, I'm really disappointed they didn't make the playoffs, thanks to the Brooklyn Nets, who disgracefully set all of their best players in the last game against the Bulls. Um, I'll still never understand that, since they had no reason to sit those players. Um, but finishing 500 after starting, what, 11-30 and 30, uh, was really remarkable. Well, there's no telling what reason the Nets have for doing anything that they do, honestly. But um, I'm glad the Heat didn't make it. Just being down here in Miami, it's just 
the radio is obnoxious and the fans are obnoxious and it's all fake and it's it's really just annoying. Um, so I'm happy they didn't make it, but it was a remarkable turnaround. It's got Eric Spolstra in the coach the year conversation, which we'll get into later, obviously. Um, but I got to give them credit because they started off so poorly and ended up at 500. Even at the beginning of the season, I think I'd be one of the worst teams in the East. Even at the beginning of the season, if you told me they were going to be 500, regardless of the fact that they were so bad to start the season, I would have I would have said no way. So I'm impressed because their roster is not that impressive. Um, but we'll see what's gonna, what they're going to do going forward. They got Dragic and, and Johnson and, and Whiteside. So they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. They got Johnson um, and Johnson. James Johnson had a great year. But yeah, so they, uh, if I'm them, I keep Whiteside and, and try to build around him. But we'll see what they do. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about the Nets since we just uh, were talking about how disgraceful they were. I said they would have the worst record ever. Um, <laughs> and you said Lopez would average. I can't read my own handwriting, but it looks like 23 points, 10, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists per game. Jeez. 5.4, 2.3, so not even close. Um, Shot a I lot really of threes this year. About them. I will if we have to, but this team has got awful and has no future. It's the same thing we do. We did last year with them and maybe even the year before. It's just, it's, it's, just, uh, it's totally awful. They actually weren't last, I'm surprised, in point differential. The Lakers were actually the worst team in that department. Well, I, I will say that the, the organization is doing the right things. Um, they're, they're trying to recover from one trade, really. Um, and, and obviously it was an awful trade. Um, but they're doing everything they can to recover, taking chances on guys in the draft, getting late first-round picks. Um, so, uh, like, they got the Wizards for Bogdanovich. Um, but, man, uh, it's it's going to take a while. I'm just going to say yep to that because <laughs> we always end up talking about the Nets way too long. Right. They won 20 games this year. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We, we got the under right because it was 20 and a half. So we both went under. Um, nice. We'll move on to the Sixers. We both went under at 24 and a half. Um, I said Okafor would average 19 points per game. And you said he would average a double-double. Um, let's just say we were wrong about that. season impressive you talked about this a little before the podcast 28 from this roster he played 31 games were really good in january when he was playing sarge has stepped up and been been good for them simmons obviously didn't play he was supposed to come back but the sixers organization is full and filled with filthy dirty wires um mostly colangelo but but whatever and one and nine in the last 10 doesn't help going forward I like their future. Obviously, I'm biased, but we keep saying this next year, next year, next year, but finally, hopefully, next year we'll have something. I don't know what the Nerlens trade was. I don't even want to talk about it because it enrages me, and we got to get rid of Okafor and, and fast. Uh, I'll say uh, I do like Justin Anderson. Uh, I'll say that about the Nerlens trade. Um, definitely could have gotten more, um, but I do like Justin Anderson. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... I feel you, but I, I don't know, man. I'd rather not have Justin Anderson and, and still have Nerlens and not have made that stupid, awful trade. Would you have given? And to call it a first round pick was so insulting. Yeah, it, it was. I don't even know why it was like Colangelo thought we were stupid. 
and that we would be faked out by, oh, yeah, first round pick. It was top 18, yeah, it, it was it, top 18 protected. So there was no way the Mavericks were going to finish not uh, with the 12th best record in the league. This is the joke. No, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the thing that's crazy about it is that you would actually put that in the trade. You're right. It's almost as if they were trying to fool the media or the fans. And you can't. people are not that stupid to begin with. And Philadelphia fans, you should know, are notorious for paying attention to this kind of stuff. It's a big-time sports city. And it's just insulting to everyone's intelligence. And, I mean... Well, I mean, I know he's he's very disliked in the city. We have to pay attention to that kind of stuff right now because it's hard to watch the real games of any of the teams in <laughs> Philadelphia. So this is true. Um, but yeah, that's that was all of our predictions. Um, not not great ones. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with the Cavs and Celtics, um, which is really impressive. Um, but I mean, overall. Uh, really a surprising season, I think. Uh, the the Bucks were probably the biggest surprise for me, how good they were. Uh, I thought they'd be good, but not that good. And uh, I was right about the Knicks, which which I'm happy about. Yeah, um, it was a good NBA season overall. It was fun. Um, the playoffs should be good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. You know, as usual, wrong about some, right about some predictions. Um but I think I think for the most correct, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you did much better than I did, but I mean, uh, you, got, you got seven out of the eight in the East playoff teams, right? Which which is pretty impressive. All right, uh, I think we added Shane here. Shane, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? I can. Kev. Yep. Yep. We're all good. Oh well. Cool. So we, we just finished up our embarrassing uh, season preview and how, how many things we got wrong there, Shane. Um, but uh, I think the most impressive thing was that Bill actually predicted the Celtics would be the first seed over the Cavs. Yeah, I listened. Um, Bill told me that you guys were going to do that and then uh, tuned me in. So I listened to that podcast. And wait, was that the last one you did? Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we tried a few throughout the season, but um, like we mentioned at the beginning of the po- this podcast, we just we had some computer issues, so um, and we, we weren't able to do any more. issues today. Yeah, that's correct, but we actually figured it out, and we're, we're podcasting, so. <laughs> Good, least, least valuable podcast. <laughs> so, um, All right, I mean, so what are, we, what are we doing next? What are we, are we doing? What are, we, are we doing? We're going to talk about awards. Awards first. And uh, we'll leave the MVP to last. We'll we'll start with Rookie of the Year, um, and I think it's Dario. Um, I I go ahead, Shane. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely um, Joel Embiid. <laughs> I'm sorry to be that guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Brogdon the Brogdon takes are are, are a little. Are a little too much for me to wrap my head around. Um, apparently this year, uh, rookies on playoff teams matter, um, which is 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 great a great metric for you know uh, top of lottery rookies. Um, but um, yeah, you know Embiid or Sarich, I'm obviously happy either way. Um, I just give it to Embiid. Uh, 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 
Yeah, I agree with the Brogdon thing. It's mind-boggling. I don't think he deserves to be in the conversation at all. I mean, maybe he can come in third or fourth, but as far as coming in first place, it's, it's just ridiculous. And you're right, Shane. I've never heard – I mean, in the MVP conversation, you talk about how many games the team won, but I've never heard that for Rookie of the Year. It's absolutely stupid, and it makes no sense. But I want to hear what you have to say to people that say that Embiid only played 31 games and he doesn't deserve it. Uh, who uh, rookie of the year? I mean, this is we've had. I mean, I know us three, and probably more people, uh, millions of people, have a problem with the NBA MVP award because there is no, there's no formula. Um, is it best player in the world? Is it best player on the team with those victories? Um, so if you, I mean, if you want to go by that rookie year, there's no measurable. There's no formula. Um, he was the rookie of the year. Who are you going to remember? Are you going to remember Malcolm Brogdon scoring ten points a game, shooting forty four percent? Are you going to Are you going to um, You going to remember Joel Embiid um, with his you know um, crazy advanced stats, um, averaging twenty points and eight rebounds a game, and uh, a billion blocks a game helps too. Um, I'm just you know he to me he was the rookie of the year. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, it's hard, you know. It's it's a good point because when people are going to look back at this season, I mean, they'll think about as Joel Embiid's rookie season and not Dario Saric or Malcolm Brogdon or Buddy Healed. Um, and I you leaving Jalen Brown out of that. Well, <laughs> well, if you put Brogdon in, I guess you have to put Jalen Brown in too. But yeah, I think Dario, just because he played 81 games too, I mean, he was the leader of the Sixers basically after Joel Embiid left. Do you guys think Dario's actually going to win it? I I think Brogdon's going to win it. I, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think he's yeah. actually going to win it. This whole, Brogdon's going to win it. And yeah. I'm burn the city down. Yes, I'm going to be very, very, <laughs> very mad. I'm going to throw a hissy fit. Um, but it's... <laughs> before the Sixers uh, lottery party or lottery. So um, I, I don't really, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll forget about it soon. Are you going but, to Xfinity for the, the lottery chain? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got a ticket before they sold out. Um, if for any, I mean, I don't know who typically listens. Um, Bill, I mean, you know, they're going to retire a Sam Hinkie jersey at the lottery oh, party. Awesome. Yeah, they actually they got a, a Sixers jersey with a with a hinky on it, and they're going to raise it to the rafters, and it's going to be absolutely stupid, but it's going to be good. So <laughs> it's going to be totally Sixers. Yes, very yeah. Um But yeah, I, th- I think that's all really for rookie of the year. Um, do you guys have strong feelings about defensive player? I mean, Kawhi's won it the last two years, I think, um, and this year it seems like it's between Draymond and Gobert. You don't think Kawhi has a shot at it? I don't think he does. No, me neither. I don't know. I just, he's not going MVP, and I feel like maybe I could help him to try and defensive player of the year just because he deserves some kind of recognition. Um, but I think Green should win it over Gobert. I think Green, I think Green deserves it more than Gobert does this year. Um, for Kawhi, I mean, he he obviously he took on a bigger offensive load this year, um, and that showed in his defense. Um, when he was facing up men, um, same as before, you know, he'd lock him down. And that's the same thing we've seen with LeBron the last you know, six years. LeBron hasn't been a defender. He, he's he been, um, you know, before. But when he, when, you know, when he 
tries, quote unquote tries, he locks them down. But they take plays off because they have a higher, uh, higher offensive load. So it makes sense. Um, I'd give it to Draymond uh, with a Go Bear close second. Yeah, I, I think I'll give it to Go Bear, but I really don't have a strong opinion on this. I, I didn't watch enough Utah Jazz games to have a strong opinion. Uh, but just looking at a lot of the advanced analytics. Uh, Gobert, why he's on the court, uh, just the opponent's field goal percentage, and everything goes way down. Um, yeah, I mean, not too much about defense player of the year. Um, I want to get your thoughts on All-NBA first team real quick. Would you put Anthony Davis – I mean, obviously the, the four are uh, Kawhi, LeBron, um, and then the two guards, Harden and Westbrook. But would you put who would you put at that center position? That's a tough one. I think I think I lean Anthony Davis and call him a center because I don't really know who else to put there. They, did they, they change the way they do that, or no? That's just the All Star game, right? That's just the All Star game. They have to put a center in the All NBA okay. team. I mean, I don't know what the rules are because, I mean, can you call somebody something that they're not technically listed at? What, like putting Draymond in there? Not uh, Davis. Well, Davis played like 67 games or something or something like that at center. Oh, did he? Yeah, before Bogey came to the team. So, I, I mean, I think he might be listed as a power forward, but uh, all in all, I would say he's a center this year. Yeah, I mean, if he... If- can be a center, then yeah, I think it, it does come out. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm not sure who it would get to if, if it's not him, honestly. It's, you know, it's weird because the All-Star game, they do the two guards, three forwards, and then for the um, NBA, for the All-NBA team, they have a center. Uh, you know, continuity is nice, I forgot, but um, uh, uh, if you're going to, it kind of, I mean, it kind of, it's a shame because Anthony Davis, if you can put him there, then no question he deserves to be first team. But if you can't put him in the center spot, is he now third team? Yeah, it's tough. Um, wow. And, and it would really hurt the chances of uh, Gordon Hayward and Paul George trying to get their max deals. Uh, I think if they make third team All-NBA, they could earn, I think, $40 more million or something like something like that on their next contract. That's how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new CBA. That is dumb. I like it. <laughs> um, but because if you go down to – if you go and you just kind of think about your all-NBA second team, um, is Anthony was Anthony Davis better this year than uh, Giannis? Nope. No. Then Giannis, then Giannis would be – then it would be probably Kevin Durant and Giannis, right? Yeah. So then, then, you, then Anthony Davis slides down to all-NBA <laughs> third team. Yeah, that's that's crazy. They probably should restructure it so there's no center like they do with the All Star game. No. Or do it, or have a center position in the All Star game and have a center position in the All NBA. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they what should they move back to the center so Joel Embiid would have made it. <laughs> um, next year, we, we got a year to wait. Yeah, next year. Um, Bill, I, I really want to get your take on this. It seems like you've been wanting to talk about your coach of the year, so go ahead. Mm. Um. I honestly, I don't think there should be any doubt about this. And this guy, as far as I've seen, he's not even in the conversation. I think Brad Stevens should get it without question. Most people, I did predict them to get the one seed, although that was my whole prediction. And no one really saw that actually happening. And they did get the one seed. 
I know they have a lot of talent, but to get the one seed in the East over Cleveland is, is impressive, and I think you should. I think you should be coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, getting the one seed is impressive, but I, I just considering what they did or what they had, I, I can't give it to him. He is a great coach. I would, I would put Pop over him though. So, Kevin, you pick is Pop your pick? Um, it's between him and Snyder for me, but I think I would put Pop. Interesting. Um, I, it's it's hard. I I I favor the the coaches that um had a little bit less to work with. Um, and it's funny that he's not even in the conversation. You're right. Um, I've you know I've been seeing and you know reading and hearing a bunch of stuff, but his name doesn't come up often. Um, Scott Brooks. Uh. Really did a good job. Um, Spolstra. Uh, you guys you guys were bragging on that Miami team <laughs> very, very hard yep. in the preseason predictions. And uh, they got it together. Um, um, you know, all any any of the above. Just not Mike D'Antoni. I agree, not Mike D'Antoni. With the Heat thing, is, I agree that Spolstra did a great job. I also agree that he's definitely a great coach. But even more so than with the MVP conversation, for, for Coach of the Year, at the very minimum, I think we have to make it And I appreciate playing a lot with a little, and he certainly did that. But um, a 500 team, I don't know. I just can't stop I agree. Coach this year. I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him number one. I just I was just trying to give him a little bit of respect. Um, yeah, all right, fair enough. Fine with Stevens, Popovich, um, whatever, Car. I, I, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I had I have a problem with Kerr just because, like you said, I, I kind of lean towards the, the coaches that have less to work with, and he has everything in the world to work with. <laughs> um, no all-stars. He's got none. <laughs> sixth man of the year. Um, I mean, Lou Williams had a good case before he got traded. Uh, Eric Gordon's there. Andre Iguodala. Um, I, I can't. I can't really argue that Zach Randolph, my preseason pick, would win it, but I think he's definitely in the top five. Yeah, I think you nailed the guys that are going to be in the top four or five in the voting. Two former Sixers in there. Lou Williams doesn't play any defense, so I, I, I wouldn't see him getting it. Um, my feeling is that I'll probably go to Iguodala. Had another great season. Kevin and I were talking before the podcast about how impressive it's been this part of his career, um, post Sixers and also post Nuggets, it's amazing that he still has this much left in the tank. Um, just another great season from him. Yeah. Um, Eric Gordon, I'd probably pick. Uh, I got Iguodala close second. Um, you know, he, he went to the, it was Sixers Knicks or Sixers Nuggets. Um, then finally fell into the, that reserve role. And he now has the potential to not only be an NBA Finals MVP, but a MVP, an NBA Sixth Man of the Year. That's um, that's a great career. It is. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree with Eric Gordon. I mean, that for that team to win that many games um, is impressive, and uh, he's a big reason why coming off that bench, taking care of the offense when Harden goes out. Uh, Sively and Gordon also. Oh, I love the Rockets. You're going to hear me go on and on about the Rockets. <laughs> I, and, it, and it's it's surprising because I don't like Mike D'Antoni, and I think it's because um, of his Spurs team and uh, 
how they were um, constantly looked at over like Kobe Bryant. Um, but and I think I have a bias against D'Antoni uh, because of that. But I really like the Rockets and Eric Gordon um, is a big reason why they had so many wins, fifty-five wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Eric Gordon once upon a time was traded for Chris Paul, <laughs> the main piece of the Chris Paul trade. Uh so I mean his his career in New Orleans didn't pay off, but it looks like he's back on track now. Um I guess that is all the awards. Um before most before oh yeah, most improved. All right, yeah, go ahead. who's your most improved? And exact Exact. Oh, exact. Oh, exactly. Get out of here. But Giannis, Giannis should win this award. It shouldn't even be a question. I don't want to hear any other arguments, but go ahead and feel free to disagree. <laughs> no, I like Giannis. Um, I think he should win this award. I, I do think, like I said to you, I think he's a little bit overrated. I think. Unbelievable. I think he's a little hyped up. Um, and I pretty much, I'm, I'm basing that off of uh, whatever my stu- whatever my students like are um, when it comes to music, sports. <laughs> Anything, uh, whatever they like is usually way hyped and never and never is exactly what they hype it up to be. Um, so I might be a little biased, but I think I, Giannis, I give it to him, and then a close second, not as close as defensive player of the year. I'd give that to Draymond, but um, Gobert. Yeah, I uh, I have a I have a I have a feeling that if Giannis was a, was a Philadelphia 76er, you might feel differently. He'd be the second best player on him. Um, yeah, I agree with Giannis. Um, I don't, I mean, I think there's a couple good choices, but just the way he, his season, I mean, in leading that team with so many wins with the injuries they had, uh, very impressive. Um, and I, I, I didn't really think about exec of the year, but go ahead, Shane, who do you got? Who do you got? Oh, I love Darren Ward. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one. They, uh, so they had 56 wins, uh, with that hard in it, that centerpiece, uh, shooter, shooting guard. Um, they were really disappointing last year, uh, about a 500 team, I, I think. Um, and now they're a couple pieces here and there. Um, you know, as for much as I don't like D'Antoni, he was, they played it, they played the numbers. And um, Daryl Morey, he's, he's just taking a bet on that, uh, that three point shot, and it's working. And I like him, obviously, because of the hinky bias, and the hinky are very close. But uh, Daryl Morey is my picture, exactly. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't think about it, but I mean, the way he acquired the guys, exactly who he wanted to build around James Harden uh, and to win that many games is pretty impressive. Um, and then now it's time to move on to MVP. Uh, All right, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Um, not even gonna be- <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest. I have not decided. Uh, who my MVP is. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna let you guys start off because uh, I both know I know who but you both uh, think it should be. So I'll let you guys start off and uh, maybe you guys can uh, change my mind. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to? Oh God! All right. So <clears throat> I think this. Um, well, first I want to I want to talk about some stuff. Um, start, with start with Isaiah Thomas. Start with Isaiah Thomas. I'm not going to start with Isaiah because Isaiah shouldn't be in the freaking conversation. I mean, you can you can put him in fifth place, but as far as first place is concerned, he shouldn't be in the conversation. So I'm going to start with Kawhi. I think Kawhi should be in the conversation for first place. Average over 25 points per game, um, 48.5% from the field, pretty impressive. 
Um, great defensive player, obviously. It's hard to measure that statistically. Um, and a very good team, 61 wins, I think the Spurs had this year. So he deserves some, some credit and recognition, but uh, I think I have him probably third. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Harden, 29.1 points per game. I think he led the league in assists, 11.2 a game. Um, he doesn't play any defense. And by no defense, I mean literally no defense. And I understand that he exerts a lot of energy on the offensive end, but I don't think that's an excuse for playing no defense. Um, and I know it's just a regular season, but that's how we judge our MVPs. And to play that little amount of defense, I think, to be perfectly honest with you, and I'm sure you guys will disagree, I think that completely disqualifies him um, from the conversation. Um, and then Russell Westbrook, 31.6, 10.7, 10.4, obviously averaging a triple-double, everybody knows that. Um, but I would argue it's way more impressive um, than what Oscar Robertson did. And the reason that is, is because there's a lot less possessions per game. Um, I want to say, I have an article up here. It's about 20 less, almost 20 less possessions in an NBA game now than what Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double. So I would say what Russell did this year is way more impressive than what Oscar did. But the MVP this year, it, it shouldn't even be a conversation. It's LeBron James. 26.4. Uh, he is career high in rebounds at 8.6, a career high in assists at 8.7, 54.8% from the field. It's just a ridiculous season, arguably the best season from the best player of all time. And so just that sentence alone should, should leave him as MVP. Yeah, um, it's not even fun to talk about anymore. It is very close. Um, I, I trust, and now don't get me wrong, I think. Kawhi Leonard is a top three player in the NBA. But I don't think his season deserves to be talked about with these other three uh, individuals. Um, and for the people who are going to vote Kawhi, LeBron did what Kawhi did, but better. In every way, except for free throw percentage. Um, I have uh, Harden third, Kawhi fourth, um, Russell second and LeBron James uh, winning it. Um, LeBron, sh you know, Kawhi, I know, uh, Russell and James both, Russell and James Harden both shot 44% from the field and LeBron shot 54% from the field. LeBron made almost, I think, 0.3 less shots per game than them um, when shooting six or seven less times per game. Um, tell me the difference between 26 and a half and, and 8.5 and 8.7 from 30, 10 and 10. Um, show me the difference, you know, the big perceivable difference there. And you might, you might have me voting for uh, Russell Westbrook, but uh, yeah, LeBron it is. Um, I think the ESPN does a, I don't, I don't know what it stands for. Fats calculator. Have you seen that? It's basically how do how does the team play with them on and off the court? Um, Embiid's was you know twenty a, a twenty seven win team versus a forty nine win team. LeBron's LeBron's when he's off the court, the Cavs are a twenty six win team. When he's on the court, they are a fifty two win team. So it's wrong. I'm gonna, I'll, over the last month, I've probably switched from all four guys at one point and had them at number one. Um, 
LeBron really hurt himself by not getting that number one seed, and it really bothers me that they struggled so much down the stretch. Um, and that's why I went off him. Yeah, Bill, I see you laughing. Um, Do you agree that they could have if they wanted to? I mean, how many of the last five games did they play? I, I agree they could have if they wanted the to. Two. But it, isn't that the problem? If, if they could have gotten it, like it's a, it's a regular season award, and I agree that LeBron is the greatest player on earth. But like it's a regular season award, and that's what we go based off of. So if they didn't do everything they could have, then I mean LeBron, arguably, I mean I don't know why he sat out the last couple of games. I mean they lost the last four games. Because it doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're like, oh, I could, I could see the Cavs having it, and then just letting it go at the end. <laughs> this is literally exactly what would happen, and then Bill's prediction was right, and they got to proceed. Yeah, I mean, the chances that they go to a game seven uh, against the Celtics is low, I would say. So that doesn't really matter to them at all. Um, chances Celtics making it are low. <laughs> Sorry. Also, I, I just one thing I wanted to point out. I forgot to mention LeBron led the league in minutes per game um, at 32 years old. Um, so, and I don't want to hear anything about how much he rested. He played 74 games. Kawhi Leonard also only played 74 games. Yeah, and that's what I think hurts Kawhi. Uh, especially, he, he doesn't do as much on offense as everybody else. Uh, that's just the Spurs system. Um, but I heard a good point um, against Kawhi. It was all the three other players are the system, and Kawhi is just part of the system. Like the, Every other team is built around that player. Uh, rather than Kawhi just being part of that team. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not going to mention LeBron's free throw percentage and try to try to discount that from his MVP. Sixty-seven percent is atrocious. <laughs> it is so oh, bad. Um, yeah, sixty-seven point four percent is not great, but I I think that's irrelevant um, when you're that good. I was I was on the Harden train until I saw that he shot basically the same percentages as Russell Westbrook from three and regular, um, which I found shocking. Uh, I, I just always picture him as a much better three point shooter uh, than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. Also, I was looking at it this morning, um, and not only is LeBron shooting like eight or nine points. Uh, free throw percentage lower than his career average, but he's also getting to the line a lot less. He used to get to the line. He used to make, I think eight out of 12 free throws a game um, late in his late in the, you know, the first calf stint and early in the Miami stint. He's only getting to the line like six or seven times or like yeah. six, six or seven shots. He's making 4.8. So there's your difference in points. Yeah, and, he's and just, it's just the effort problem. He, d- he doesn't want to give that much effort and go to the hole as much, I would say. Wow. One, la- one last statistic I do want to point out is um, prior to this season, the NBA record for turnovers was 422. This was in 1974-75. I remind you again, the number of possessions during that era was a lot more. Outside of Harden and Westbrook, outside of all current players, the highest person – since like the 1990s, Allen Iverson is 24th on the on the all-time turnovers list in a single season. This season, James Harden and Russell Westbrook both both broke the turnover record in many less possessions than than uh, the 
previous record holder. So that's another thing to consider. I know that they had the ball a lot. I know they had a lot of assists. But to break the turnover record, uh, it's just it's, it's another thing that should be talked about, and it should hurt their case. Wasn't, wasn't Harden's last year, like, the second worst of all time? Like, before this year? Last year, he was, was seventh worst of all oh, time. Seventh. He was fifth, and now it's seventh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the way they turn the ball over. I mean, LeBron is tied for uh, third uh, in turnovers per game also. I mean, that, that just uh, – and then Joel Embiid is fifth. <laughs> um, that just shows you how much, the, uh, how much time they spend with the ball. Um, but even compared to them, he's 1.3 turnovers per game less than Russell. But, I mean, and, and my problem with uh, Westbrook is that he does, I mean, obviously he was chasing the stats and he wanted that triple double. But I, I think they gave up. I mean, when I was watching the, a couple games, and I remember watching the Rockets specifically, Patrick Beverly got good, I think it was like two or three offensive rebounds because Westbrook just wasn't paying attention to him and he was going for the rebounds rather than boxing his man out. Which should count for something. I mean, he, he was, all he cared about was the stats. And I don't even know if he made that team, the players around him better. Also, I think Harden definitely did, and that's a conversation about whether or not Westbrook did. Um, a lot of people keep saying that his team isn't good, which is not true. He is. A, I think he has a couple good players around him. I think that team is is solid. I don't think. That, I think I can make an argument that Harden's supporting cast is worse. I agree. Um, so you know that 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 argument is ridiculous. But Kev, you got to pick somebody, man, and I advise you pick LeBron because that's who should win. Yeah, I'm not picking LeBron. I, I think if I think I'm going Harden. I think I would pick James Harden because I was so low. No, no D Harden, come on, man. Uh, I, I mean, I did see a stat the other day that he contested third most shots in the league, um, which I mean shows he played some defense um, better than Westbrook was like third worst. Um, but I think because I was so low on the Rockets and because they finished so high in the standings, um, is why he seems so valuable to me. Yeah, I guess if you're just focusing, again, Shane brought this up before we started talking, is that the lack of formula that we have for this stupid award, it's, it's really just uh, a media-driven thing. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, if LeBron got the one seed, Harden, Harden has probably the best argument. Maybe. I mean, LeBron also. I don't if, know. If LeBron got the one seed, I'm pretty sure he would get my vote. But it, it just irks me that oh they, they just, he just didn't care down the stretch. And it's got it's got to count for something. I don't care if he doesn't care about the playoffs, but it's a regular season award, and that's what I'm going. It's what you have to go based off of is what how many games did they win? What seed are they? What are we saying, man? <laughs> Shane, you got anything on that? Um, I still, I, I, yeah, I have season, season tickets to the Sixers, and I watch um, a lot of these people coming to town um, uh, on a regular basis. While watching, um, there were like, I didn't go to the Golden State game, so I shouldn't, I don't go to all of them. Um, I sold that, end up making like a fourth of my uh, season ticket money back. But, uh, Watching all of the players come in, there were four players that really made a huge, like, watching them, you can tell, made the biggest impact on the court. And that was LeBron, uh, Westbrook, Harden, and Joel Embiid. 
And then, you know, I, I say that from a, you know, I, trust me, I love the Sixers, I love Joel Embiid, but the way they move, um, they just have a, a gravitating um, kind of style on the court. Harden and LeBron definitely made their team better than Russell Westbrook made his team. Um, I guess it's their ability, I, I guess their facilitating was just, you know, less of a, a kind of a stat grabbing kind of thing, but just just watching them eye test, it went. I went to them too. Um, a triple double is is unreal. I I kind of go back to the time that Mike Trout lost the MVP award when Miguel Cabrera got the triple crown. Although technically advanced stats, um, and then his regular you know his regular box score stats weren't even that far off. But Miguel got that triple crown and a win because. Is it, and is Russell Westbrook going to win just because the the word triple double is a thing? Um, and I think that's I think that's what we're going to see. And not saying he doesn't deserve it. It's really whatever. One A, one B, one C, and then two in quad. But um, I'll, I really won't be too upset about anything. I just I just across that. Yeah, I, th- I think Russell Westbrook's going to win it. Uh, I mean, I just think everybody's so enthralled by that triple-double, that arbitrary number. And I did see a funny picture the other day with Wilt holding up his 100 uh, sign, and they said 100 is just an arbitrary number. <laughs> so, wow. Um, so, I mean... So is 3,000. Yeah. Um, the impressive thing about LeBron, um, again, is 10 straight years he's going to be on the first-team All-NBA um, after the season, which is just unbelievable that somebody plays that well and stays healthy for 10 straight years. He's the greatest ever, man. Thirteen seasons, thirteen seasons with twenty-five points per game in a row is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Never done before. I would be tempted to give him the MVP just because he deserves more than four, but um, I don't. I don't think Harden should be stripped away from another one that he deserves. All right. Um, yeah. So. I'm I'm gonna stick with Harden. Uh, I know you guys are going LeBron. Um, I think it's wrong, but uh, but I, I think picking any of those four players, they all had great seasons, um, and they arguably all deserve it. Just please don't have co MVPs. That'd just be awful. Oh God, no. That's only if the voting ties. Yeah, but uh, but I've heard some people just say, "Hey, give it to give it to all of them, or give it to two of them." I'm like, no, that's. It's called most valuable player, and it's singular. So don't and, uh, don't have to like, don't just give it to them. I'll be happy if two people split it because the voting ends up like that. I will be very unhappy if two people split it just because they decided to do that. Yeah, and hopefully Isaiah Thomas wins. Um, he gets number gets number one on all the ballots just because he's. You the best. like the Celtics a lot. <laughs> You're a big Celtics fan. <laughs> uh, no, I mean Bill was upset that. Uh, Isaiah Thomas even got mentioned in the Cisco song, which is the greatest thing I've seen uh, in all of 2017. So, uh, if you haven't seen yeah, that if video, you haven't seen it, Google it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got to say about that. I'll probably go and watch it. Has that. the correct MVP also. Yes. Uh, all right. Let, let's move on to playoff predictions. Um, we'll start in the West. Um, so, h- how many games is the Blazers Warriors going to be? Six or seven? <laughs> uh, 
I take those laughs and four um, as both a sweep for both you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I think Portland could win a game if both their guys got hot, but I think it's just going to be one if that. Um, Spurs Grizzlies. Uh, Bill, what do you think about that one? Uh, Spurs swept Grizzlies last year by an average of 22 points per game. I think the same will happen. Um, yeah, I have uh, Spurs in five. Just that the off chance that the Grizzlies can steal one. I don't know. Yeah, but they, they, they split the regular just, season. Just as, except four is five. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be competitive uh, overall on the series. I expect them to be at least close games. Uh, just because of the way both teams play. Um, but, I mean, hearing that 22 points last year by average is maybe eye-opening and maybe it won't be as close as I think. Um, Thunder, or let's just say Harden versus Westbrook. This is really tough for me. I've gone back and forth a lot. I think both of you guys are going to pick the Rockets. Um, something tells me that the Thunder are going to find a way to win this series. Um, again, like I said earlier, I think the Thunder actually have a better roster and I'm assuming that Westbrook, I know that there's going to be some one-on-one battle going on between them. Not necessarily that they'll be covering each other, but going back and forth scoring. I don't think Westbrook will be as selfish because he's not going to be chasing as many statistics. And I think that'll be good for their team. Um, I think overall, if he does that and distributes more, um, and looks less to, to, like I said, pad his stats and actually just play the, play the game. I think the the Thunder could end up winning the series. It's going to be a long one, um, probably probably seven. But I, I think I'm going to take the Thunder. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Rockets. Uh, although I don't agree with the, the that you say that the Thunder have a better roster, I, I think it's closer than people uh, make it out to be. Um, I think that the Rockets are deep, deep, deep with scoring. And uh, their bench is just going to – they're just going to continually light shots um, in the Thunder's face, I think, for, um, you know, 40-odd minutes a game. And I think the Rockets win in six. Uh, I'm going to say – yeah, I agree. With the Rockets in six. Um, I, I, I would say that take the players off the teams, the Rockets would be worse than the Thunder. But the way that their guys play are perfect for Harden – so they're not necessarily a worse uh, core. Um, but, yeah, when, when that team starts hitting shots, uh, they, they could even make the uh, make a series against the, the Warriors competitive. But, I mean, we, we might talk about that later. Um, uh, and, then, and then the last one, probably the most – should be one of the most interesting, Clippers versus the Jabs. Both finished with the same record, uh, 51 wins. Um, this goes against my better judgment, but I'm going to take the Jazz oh. um, probably in six or seven. I guess I'll go uh, I'm going to go six. I'm going to take the Jazz in six. I know that's pretty bold, but I'm just, like I said, I'm not impressed by the Clippers. Uh, and so, and I've been impressed by the Jazz this year. Obviously, I didn't have them winning nearly this many games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with, I'm going to go with the Jazz here. Um, I'm going to go Clippers in seven. Um, no, I'm not in love with either of these teams. I think it'll be a, probably be a slop fest, tell you the truth. But, uh, yeah, Clippers in seven. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They play Golden State next round. 
Whenever I don't know, I, I usually just pick the team with the best player, and that's Chris Paul. So I'm going to go with Clippers, um, and I have a bet for them to win it all. So i got to stick with the Clippers. <laughs> um, do you guys want to do keep going with these rounds, or you just want to go first rounds and do the East next? Uh, <laughs> what was that? Let's shift it over East. All right. Um, let's, uh, the Celtics are the first seed. So it's Celtics versus the Bulls, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I had the Bulls being a little bit better um, than they are this year. Um, I'm going to go with the Celtics. Um, and I think they're going to win the series in four, actually. Ooh, okay. Um I think the Bulls are going to give them more of a problem um, than we think. I don't think. I think the Celtics are going to win, uh, I'd say, Celtics in six or seven. But uh, the Celtics have um, the lowest point differential of any team uh, to win, to get a number one seed in, in I think, oh, 40, 50 years, man. Um, 40 years. Uh, 78 season or something like that. And I think it was the Supersonics. Um, I saw that on Reddit earlier. Uh, funny because the Supersonics won the, uh, the, the, the championship that year. But I think the Celtics, um, I think the Bulls, you know, they got, they got Dwayne Wade. He's been there before. Um, Jimmy Butler's good. Rondo can be good when he tries. Uh, Celtics and six. Uh, I think Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics move on in six also. Yep. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be that competitive. I'm not high on the Bulls. Uh, so I, I won't be surprised if it's just a sweep also. Uh, let's move to Cavs and Pacers. Paul George versus LeBron. Stop saying that. Like you're, You act like you're working for uh, the NBA on ESPN or something. Man. Like. <laughs> You're really stretching it. I know that you're a Paul George fan, but um, I, I don't think this series is going to be close. I'm tempted to say sweep. Um, Cavs have been playing sort of poorly, but I think they're just kind of in in second gear. Um, I'm going to guess that they take care of business and they sweep the Pacers. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Um, Pacers, big disappointment this year. Uh, I think they just continue that and get swept. Um, three seed Toronto, six seed Milwaukee. Um, this is an interesting series. I think the Raptors are really good. We talked about the Ibaka move earlier in the podcast. Made the Raptors better. The Bucks are really good, also. Um, and going forward, I think the Bucks are going to be nice. This is going to be a lengthy series. I think Toronto is going to take it probably in six or seven. I'm, I'll go with seven to be safe. Uh, I was, um, I'm low on the box. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I think you're right. I think I'm just biased. Like, I just don't think I like the box, but, um, <laughs> I, I see what they have and I think Toronto matches up good with them. Um, I think that backcourt is going to get their fair share of points like they did. And I have a uh, Toronto in six. I got Toronto in five. Uh, I'm not sold on the Bucks either. Um, and I, re- I really, really like this Toronto team. 
Um, I think it's a shame. I'm going to change my pick. I want to go throw on six. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> I think it's a shame that the they get they'll have to play the Cavs in the second round because um, I think they're the two best teams in the East, um, and I, I wish that was the conference finals. <laughs> you all right there, Bill? <laughs> no, I'm not all right, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, and then the final series is uh, Hawks Wizards. This is so boring. <laughs> You'd have to pay me to watch this. I mean, who cares? Um, the Wizards are definitely going to win the series. I'm pretty confident about that. Um, I don't think it'll be a long series either. I'm, just, I'm actually going to take the Wizards in five. Uh, yeah, I also have Wizards in five. I got Wizards in four. I just, I just don't think Atlanta's good. Well. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so it looks like the only first round matchup that we should really give a shit about is Houston OKC. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, the East, the, there's four teams in the East that separated themselves, and they they don't play each other in the first round. So uh, I don't think any of those will be uh, that s- surprising of an upset, or if they do happen, it would be. Should we, uh, should we do one second round now? Yeah, I mean, we basically all had the same, so we can continue. Um, we'll go Warriors versus uh, Jazz slash Clippers, which it doesn't matter which team it is. Um, yeah, I agree. It does not matter. Um, I don't – the sweep is tough in the second round. Clippers and Jazz are both decent. I just think the Warriors are so good. I, I, I'm going to say the Warriors do lose a game. I'm, I'm going to take Golden State to five. Um. I have Golden State in six. I think they maybe fall asleep uh, a little bit early, uh, having decimated Portland in the first round. Um, And then maybe the Clippers are on their heels a little bit because Utah kind of gave them a little bit back. Um, They line up pretty odd. And Blake Griffin, uh, DeAndre Jordan, should be able to uh, give them a little bit of hell down low. And I'm going to say Golden State in six. Um, I, I, I doubt it goes that far. Um, I just try to be a little bit of an outlier here, and so Golden State. Six. I'll say Golden State in five. Uh, I think they've won like ten straight against the Clippers or something. The, the Clippers just can't beat them, so I think they they can get one. But I would be I would be a little surprised if it goes any longer than five. Um, and then the next one was the Rockets, and Bill had the Thunder uh, versus the Spurs. All right, so I got the Thunder versus Spurs. Um, this is going to be ugly. I- I'll take the Spurs in five. Um, for as much as I really love the Rockets, uh, I've been saying this whole time, I think if anybody's going to beat Golden State in the West, it's going to be a team like the Rockets that just play the odds, um, shoot a ton of threes, um, and as long as they're not in a really cold shooting night, uh, at a chance, um, but it sucks because uh, I don't think they make it past the Spurs. Um, I'm going to go Spurs in five, regardless of the team. And I'm going to go Spurs in seven. Uh, I think, like, wow. you, like you said, the, the Rockets have those games where they get hot, and uh, they're going to win a couple. Um, and the Spurs are going to need that home court advantage in Game Seven to win it. Su- surprised, right. surprised by that, Bill. 
That's uh, seven. I don't, I don't see that happening. Obviously, I have them in five. I don't know if Houston get out of the first round, but if they do, I'm still pretty confident San Antonio will win in five. All right, uh, and then second round of the East, uh, we all had Celtics Warrior or Celtics Wizards. Um, yeah, I know the Celtics only won four more games than the Wizards, um, but they are a far superior team. Um, it could be a semi. No, I don't think so. Actually, I, I think I'm going to take Boston in five. Boston in six. And I'm going to take the Wizards in six. Isaiah Thomas is a big enough liability on defense. <laughs> that I think. That I think. Uh, I think John Wall and you know Bradley Beal have a have a nice a nice few games. Score combined eighty points and win them too. Don't yeah. say what you're going to say, Kevin. All right, uh, I'll just I'll just keep it in there. But let's just say Celtics are getting eliminated. <laughs> Oh my God! And how many? Six. Oh my goodness! Ridiculous! Uh, I love it. I, I love it. I, I think. Absolutely. Love it. I, I just don't know who Isaiah Thomas is going to cover, <laughs> and him not be a liability. Um, I think they're going to have trouble keeping him on the court. I mean, he can't cover John Wall, Bradley Beal, or Otto Porter. So where do you put him? Would you compare Isaiah Thomas to a traffic cone or a turnstile? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably a traffic cone. Yeah, traffic nice about, big fat traffic. They're about the same height, so. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I can make fun of him because Iverson lied about his height. Yeah, at least yeah, I'm true. the same height as him, so I can make fun of him. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but I, I did hear they were talking to uh, Muggsy Bogues and how um, Isaiah Thomas would back him down, and I just thought about that in my head: Isaiah Thomas backing someone down in the NBA. <laughs> Um, all right, and then the Raptors, Cavs. Um, and it's going to be tough for the Raptors to get a game. They're a pretty good team, so I think they're going to get a game. I'll take Cleveland at five. Yeah, Cleveland five. Um, I think it's lazy the Cavs getting lazy, getting off to a cold start. Um, one of the games ended up actually going to six, but I'm pretty comfortable with it. With a guessing five, it, it won't go to seven. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't see any reason it should go to seven. Um, so I'm going to say five. Wouldn't be surprised uh, with six. So. And I will take the Raptors losing in six. Oh. <laughs> you can give me a heart attack over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I think if I did pick the Raptors, Bill would just hang up on this call. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean. The, the Cavs are just, I mean, they have LeBron. That's thats enough. He's the MVP, right? Yes, he is. He's, he's the real MVP. He's the, that's it. I was about to say that. He's the real MVP for sure. Uh, Western Conference Finals, uh, we, we all had the Warriors. And then Spurs. We all had the Spurs, right? Yeah, I think we all had the Spurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is going to be a great series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be rooting real hard for the Spurs, um, but I don't see that happening. I think the Warriors are going to take it in a really close. I think all the games are going to be close. Um, probably going to be the most fun series until the finals. Um, I think the first couple of rounds, based on my predictions, you can kind of tell that I don't think they're going to be that entertaining. Um, so I'll take Golden State in seven. 
I also have Golden State in seven, um, which this is going to be great because the amount of times that this recent Golden State team has had to play the San Antonio Spurs has been zero. Um, we haven't seen this. Uh, I think they're going to take them to seven, you know, straight off of um, fundamentals, coaching, um, everything that the Warriors don't – well, I'm not saying Steve Carr is a bad coach, but the Warriors, they're winning off of, uh, you know – just straight jet fuel and the Spurs are winning off of coaching. You know, they, they run a few plays here and there. Um, it's going to go to seven. I don't think they have it in them. Uh, like I said, I think Houston was the team that beat Golden State. I think they would, they could have just, that would have been just like a n- nice, perfect setup fluke series. Uh, they've Houston shot 527 more threes this year than the Cavs who were the second most in three-point attempts. Wow. That's absurd. And they shot them, I think, at an average of, like, two feet. <laughs> Not two feet, but almost two feet um, farther back. I think that that spells upset, but I don't think Houston's going to make it past the Spurs, and then I don't think the Spurs are going to make it past Golden State. So, Golden State is Yeah, I would be willing to wager that Orion Anderson's average distance is larger than anybody's in the league. I don't think that guy knows where the line is. It's not. It's not on purpose. It's it's on accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Warriors in five. I, I don't think it's gonna be as competitive as you guys. Um, I just think the Warriors are too talented, um, and obviously the Spurs are good. Um, and Kawhi covering Kevin Durant is gonna be awesome. But they got three other options they can go to. Popovich has been waiting for this. Yes, he has, and I mean I hope the Spurs win. Kevin Durant, can I get a least valuable player award? <laughs> to Durant? Yes, least valuable player in the NBA. Why is that? Um, well, after the stunt he pulled last year. Um, <laughs> That's great. I know. I was listening to it, and I think Bill uh, took a cheap shot at Kevin Durant every 30 seconds last podcast. <laughs> but um, I think that the Golden State Warriors played better without him. Uh, they got a significant amount less wins than they did last year, adding the second best player in the NBA. Um, that what value does he? What value does he give them? Is is my question. I, I don't see the value. I'm sure it'll show up in the playoffs when, um, when when he needs to against the Spurs in like Game Six or something. But I, I don't see the value as of right now. Least valuable player. That's fair. I would just argue that his efficiency shooting the ball. I mean, they didn't really use him, um, and they didn't use that lineup that I thought they would more. Um, but the way he shot before he was hurt, um, and then they what, didn't they win like twelve straight games at the end of the year when he came back. They're nine and one in the last ten. So. Okay. Um, it's been good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, watching that team in the, in the playoffs should be fun. Uh, go back to the East Conference Finals. Uh, you guys have Cavs and Celtics. Um, yeah, I think this series is going to be fun because I think it's going to get heated. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of animosity between these two. You got the Cavs who have a lot of confidence that they're going to get back. Um, they're kind of the big brother, obviously, in the East. LeBron's kind of like the big brother. Even though he's on the Heat and the Cavs, it's always LeBron. Whatever team LeBron's on is always getting to the finals. And then you got the Celtics, who are 
kind of the scrappy underdog team a little bit. Um, they lean on a lot of young guys, um, but Kyrie is, is, oh my God, what Kyrie is going to do to Isaiah is, uh, is going to be criminal. Uh, I think LeBron might just, just watch Kyrie might just drop 50 in every game and they're just going their merry way. Um, I, I think Boston can take two. I'll take Cleveland in six, but I'm giving Boston a lot of the benefit of the doubt here. I, it'll probably only go five, but I'll take Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland regardless of the team. Yeah. Wizards or, or Celtics? Yeah. I have the Celtics, but yes. I have the Wizards. I keep saying Warriors. The Wizards, and uh, I have them in losing in five to the Cavs. Um, it's just LeBron again. Uh, I mean, they don't really have anybody that can stop LeBron. Um, and then, of course. Just Otto Porter. Otto Porter, um, I, I might put him third or fourth in the most improved player list this year. Uh, Otto Porter showed some really good defense, and he shot. Um, crazy good from three, uh, and I think. But I, I mean, obviously, he's not. He's no measure up to LeBron. But yeah, I do want to give Otto Porter a shout out. I do like Otto Porter a lot, and I will be throwing him a max contract if I was a Sixer. <laughs> yeah, I think he was leading the league in three point percentage for a while. I'm not sure if he. Finished. It was like 44. percent Yeah, yeah, I think he was. It was mostly just catch and shoot. I, I didn't really watch with yeah. him, so. Um, but yeah, he, he had a pretty good season, and I think Ubre coming off the bench had a pretty good season. Also, I mean that's why they're in the position they are. Um, yeah, Ubre had a good year. And then we get the the trilogy, the third game or the third series: Cavs versus Warriors. So first, uh, I'm sorry for downing LeBron last year. Um, it's a mistake to ever doubt the greatest player of all time. Um, and I paid dearly with my prediction because the, the Warriors ended up losing. The Cavs won the championship, as we all remember. Um, and I'm going to follow that up with, uh, I unfortunately think the Warriors will win this series in seven. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about counting LeBron in, in the finals. And, um, Last last podcast, you guys said how I was at a festival during the finals last year. I didn't get to see it, but then I watched the final game. Um, you know, at the festival, I skipped Mumford and Sons to go watch it, but I didn't see the last three games of the of the series. And I watched it when it was on replay. Um, I'm, it, you know, it's do I go? I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, Cavs and seven, Cavs and seven. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna say Warriors and or, yeah, Warriors and six. Um, I, I would go shorter, but I mean LeBron. I, I, there's no words to describe what he did last year, um, and he, and he's just as good this year, uh, and he could do it again. Yeah, I was surprised to see that um, Giannis led his team this year for the regular season in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, and that he was like the sixth or seventh player to ever do that. Um, what's impressive, more impressive about what Giannis did this year is that I don't think any of those other guys who did that were on playoff teams. So, um, LeBron that's the only was. way you usually would do, I'm sorry, what? Le- LeBron's team won 66 games the year he did it. Oh yeah, I forgot about LeBron. Well, LeBron's LeBron. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is true. Um, but outside of that, the other guys were on, I think, losing teams. Um, so, Scotty Pippen was a fifth seed, man. Was you- special. 
Because Scotty Pippen was one of them. He was a, they were the fifth seed when he did it too. So you just oh, lied to us. Too? You just lied to us, Bill. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, but well, the Broncos last year, no one had ever done in a playoff series, and he did it in the finals, which was leading his team in all those categories. Um, it's going to take something like that or even more uh, to beat the Warriors. It's just the Cavs are really good. There's no doubt about that. And I think Kyrie um, is going to win that matchup again against Steph. But there's just too too much. There's too many weapons. There's too much good shooting, uh, especially from the three-point line. I know the Cavs shoot and make a lot of threes, uh, but I think they're just going to be overwhelmed by the Warriors' firepower. Uh, I think it, matter- it depends on Kevin Love. Um He's either uh, a trash can, or he, you know, or he, yeah, or he gets twenty and ten and you know misses three shots. I, I, he's very unpredictable. He's very up and down. Um, they can win if Kevin Love is average to good. Um, Jr. is going to give you what Jr. gives you. Uh, Kyrie will give you. Kyrie will be a Kyrie. He, you know, he, he won't shoot the best, but um, he'll bail you out of some situations. Hit some hit some tough shots. Tristan's going to give you what he gives you. Uh, the bench isn't going to matter. LeBron's going to play 46 minutes a game. Um, and, yeah, it, it's, I, think it, I think it rests on Kevin Love. So Love is sometimes a trash can. Isaiah is sometimes – or he's always a traffic cone. <laughs> so that, that should be an interesting series if those two are playing against each other. Um, yeah, that's it. You guys have anything else? As of three today. That's true. Yeah, the playoffs do start today, so it should be it should be a fun playoffs. Um, I'm really looking forward to OKC and Houston in the first round, but the rematch I think is what everyone wants, or the I don't know what you would call it, but the third third matchup between Cleveland and Golden State, and hopefully the first between Golden State and, and the Spurs, as Shane mentioned earlier. That that should all be good stuff. Yeah, and, and we can do we can do another podcast uh, before draft time, but quick quick uh, question for you both. Do you want the Lakers pick this year? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I'll defer to Shane. He's more of an expert in these areas. <laughs> um, I do, if we're going to, if we're not going to get a top three pick, I want it this year. Um, if we're going to get a top three pick, uh, I'd rather just get it next year. Um, we've, been add, we've been adding players um, really slowly. Um, we got them beat for 31 games. We're still going to get Simmons. We're forgetting about that. Um, I, 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 there's not going to be room for too many more rookies. Um, and Paul George has been a name that, I don't know if you guys have been listening at all, but Philly Sports Radio has been talking about Paul George. Um, I, would, I, would trade, I would trade two picks if we got them right over to Indiana or Chicago for Paul George or Butler. Yeah, and they, um, they would probably take it. Yeah, and I think they would take it even if the, the pick didn't convey if it was unprotected. Um, I think, but the Lakers really want the pick to convey because if it doesn't convey, um, they 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 give us theirs next year, and then they have to give Orlando their 2019 first round. Yeah. So the Lakers are really at the mercy of the ping pong balls this year, and there's a 53 percent chance it conveys. Um, the alleged ping pong balls. Oh, okay. Forgetting that this whole thing is rigged. All right. All right. If it's rigged and we got Joel and beat from it, then please let it be rigged. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Sixers finally won it last year. Uh, the little otter, that is. Um, I mean, 
the ultimate Sixers moment would be if the Kings win the lottery, um, because that pick spot will come into come into play. Has an eighth team has a team in the eighth spot ever won the lottery? I know the I think the Cavs maybe the Cavs, and I remember the Bulls were pretty decent when they got the Rose. So okay. I'm I'm not sure what seed they, or what uh, what pick they were at before the lottery, but they. Yeah, were I know the Kings have a three three and some change percent chance of. Yeah. Um. And who would you want, Shane? If say the Sixers stay at four. Uh, if we stay at four, Malik Monk. Yeah. Um. I think straight off a fit, Malik Monk. He's pretty much guaranteed to be around a 40% shooter in the league. Um, half of his points come in transition. And he's a little bit undersized for a shooting guard, which if the Sixers run Ben Simmons at the point like they're expecting to, um, that would be perfect. He can slide, cover the one, and then be there on the wing um, on the offensive side of the ball. So Malik Monk is my is my four of the draft. I want to come at, come at it with at least Monk, anything else. Anything higher than that or more than that, and uh, I'm sure you'll see me on the news running down Broad Street. <laughs> and I, I just did look up the uh, the previous lotteries. The Cavs, when they got Wiggins, were the ninth worst. The, the Cavs, when they got Kyrie, the Clippers were the eighth worst, and they got that pick from the Clippers. And then the Bulls were the ninth worst when they got D-Rose. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, there's executives in the room, so if it's rigged, I don't know why everybody goes along with it. But it, it, was, they say. it, it was kind of sketchy how LeBron leaves and they, they win the lottery right away. I'll tell you the big story of the draft. Um, I think people came out thinking that this draft was, you know, the best in how many years, and I think people have came down on it. Um, since then, I think outside of the top three, you're really splitting hairs, and I think it depends on which team they go to. Um, people tend to get really hype about uh, draft picks closer to the lottery. Um, I remember Chris Dunn and Buddy Heald were their stocks were highest, you know, right before the draft. Um, people look at those draft picks and just their eyes, you know, pass the water. I would be very, um, I'd be on the lookout for like a a Celtics trade, um, possibly even a Sixers trade. Uh, Celtics had that pick. You know, I don't know if this is the first time that anybody's ever been the number one seed and actually been number one in the lottery odds. Uh, it has to be the first time. <laughs> I really do not see the Celtics. I don't know what a top pick in the in this draft does for the Celtics timeline. Um, I think Markel Fultz can be somewhat of an immediate impact, but if you're the Celtics and you're the number one seed and you're this close and a team like Indiana or Chicago is dangling one of them, one of them stars in front of you, you'd be remiss not to, not to pull the trigger. Yeah. As long as they're not giving up their future, like you said, if it's, if it's just a piece or two, uh, like Fultz. Um, but what they were asking for, Bill and I were talking about earlier, how much they were asking for George and Butler at the trade deadline was just not worth it for the Celtics. Yeah, and the the two times that people's value go up and down are the uh, the trade deadline and the draft. Um, for Sixers fans, this is why this is probably going to be the last time we can trade Jaleel Okafor. Um, you know, there is, and especially because there are no in this draft. 
Um, I think the best big is Harry Giles, and he's got an injury question mark. Um, Laurie Mackinnon's a four, but he's more of a stretch four. Um, so I think the most value Jaleel Okafor will have in his NBA career, um, aside from the day he was drafted, will be uh, this upcoming draft. And, hey, if they can get the Sixers a spot or two, I think you you know, you know throw him with one of them second-round picks that you accumulated for Nerlens Noel, one of them fake picks, and – and you try to you try to get up a spot or two if um, it looks like someone's going to take Monk or if Fultz drops if Fultz drops past one um, Brian better be on the on the horn to make a move and jump up. Yeah, and like I said, we can we can do another podcast uh, before that uh, or yeah. a- after the lottery to talk about prospects and see where the where the Sixers end up. Uh, but hopefully uh, somewhere in that top three to get one of those top three prospects. Uh, thanks for joining us, Shane. Uh, it was fun. Uh, thank you, my friend. Yes, for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll definitely try to do it again. Um, get you on because uh, I know you know your stuff about the the draft, especially in all those college guys. Yeah, this is. Um, I mean, I'm kind of uh, trained to do it around this time of the year for the last four years. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, next year, um, you ask me, hey, Shane, who are the who are the top five NBA prospects in coming out of college this year and i say i have no idea because i'm too worried about the playoffs so um <laughs> what, what was your estimated time spent on tankathon this year oh i, I have a group chat with my buddies and which remind me i haven't done it today yet i uh we, we take a screenshot of our first tankathon every day and we send it into the group chat <laughs> um hours hours yeah it, it is a great website <laughs> bill just seems astonished by that <laughs> what do you got to say to that, Bill? Nothing. I, uh, I just, I, uh, I hope they're about being in the playoffs next year. I think if, if everybody plays, Simmons plays and Embiid plays and everybody plays at least 70 games, I think I think we'll make it. Here's the perfect mo- moment for me to bash you guys about your Sixers prediction. Oh, man. <laughs> we almost escaped. You guys made those over-unders. On the assumption that not only Embiid would be healthy for more than 31 games, that Simmons was playing. Oh, so yeah, we weren't sure whether we did it before or after Simmons' injury. Oh, it was before. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I changed my my pick to 24 after I heard about the Simmons, um, the Simmons injury, and I, I, I just underestimated Joel Embiid, and that's what it was. Um, Joel Embiid healthy. The Sixers would have won 32, 33 games this year. Yeah. We won, I think there was eight games decided by eight or less points since Joel got hurt. Um, if you win half of them, you're at 32. Um, so, you know, piece by piece, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, what I really underestimated was TJ McConnell, to be honest. <laughs> he played so much better than uh, I could have ever imagined. Robert Covington worked himself, worked his way to a, $15 million a year contract. Yeah, that should be interesting to see how much he gets. Um, but such an underrated defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he can get you to the 35% clip, we're looking at a, we're looking at a Paul George light kind of thing. All right, b- before we go into the Sixers rabbit hole, we should end this because I'm sure we could talk about the Sixers all day. Uh, but for Shane and Bill, uh, this is Kevin, uh, and uh, thanks for listening to the Pick and Roll Podcast.